then the next verse. وَأَتِمُّ الْحَجَّ وَالْعُمْرَةَ لِلَّهِ أَتِمُّ You should complete. From Tamim Mim. You should complete Al-Hajjah, the Hajj, Wal-Umrah, and the Umrah. What is the Hajj? One of the five pillars of Islam. And when is it supposed to be performed? In the month of the Hijjah. And where is it supposed to be performed? Where do you perform Hajj? Living room? School auditorium? Where is Hajj? Exactly. Karba, Mina, this all, this area in Makkah and around Makkah. That is where Hajj is supposed to be performed. Well, Umrah. What is Umrah? It's the minor pilgrimage. Which you can perform when? Any time of the year. Where can you perform Umrah? The Kaaba. So, complete the Hajj and Umrah. For who? Lillah. For Allah. What does it mean by this? Complete it for Allah. Two meanings. The first meaning is, complete it for Allah. Meaning, it is Allah's right that you do hajj, you do umrah. It is Allah's right. You must do this as your duty, your obligation towards Allah. Now you see, hajj and umrah can be very expensive. Right? Especially if you live in Canada. Because just to get to Mecca, you got to spend a lot of money. And if you live here, there's only certain times of the year when you're off, which is peak season, so it's going to be even more expensive. Right? So you have to spend money. And sometimes you wonder, is it worth it? Shouldn't we just go on a world tour instead? You know, always wanted to go to such and such island and such and such mountain and such and such resort. Come on, like we're going to be spending so much money on Hajj. I went there as a child. That's good. You can see it on TV all the time. Right? So why go there? Because Allah deserves it from you. أَتِمُّ الْحَجَّ وَالْعُمْرَةِ You should complete Hajj and Umrah for Allah. He deserves it. Secondly, what this means is that do Hajj and do Umrah only for Allah. Then it's worth it. Don't do it to show off, you know, that, okay, we have a lot of money, you know, because my whole family went on Hajj. I mean, if you... Boast about it that my whole family went on Hajj. What are you trying to say? We got a lot of money to spend. And we stayed in that hotel and, you know, we were just there for so long. And this is not for the sake of Allah then. This is for the sake of showing off for yourself, for your ego. And then it's a waste. You have to do it for Allah and Allah alone. Now here, I would like to mention a couple of ahadith which are not in your book, but they're very important. Why should we perform hajj and umrah? Especially when it gets expensive, you have to take time out, it's not easy, you've heard hajj stories or horror stories where people suffered so much at hajj, somebody pushed them and somebody bumped into them and there was just so, the washrooms were horrible and they got no food and they got sick. Unfortunately, this is what people usually talk about when it comes to Hajj and Umrah. So why go for Hajj and Umrah? What's the benefit? The Prophet ﷺ said, perform Hajj and Umrah one after the other. What does this mean? That if you've done Hajj once, it doesn't mean goodbye Makkah for life. No, it means Alhamdulillah, obligation is done. Now I can go back again and again as much as I want. 
go there again and again. Why? Because performing them one after the other removes poverty. Allahu Akbar. We think spending on Umrah means I will lose $10,000 or $5,000 or whatever money I have saved. The Prophet wasallam said, go for Hajj and Umrah again and again, your poverty will go away. Have you ever heard people complaining about money here? Yeah? I mean, these are conversations that many of you should not even be hearing about given your age. But it's everybody's concern these days. We need to make more money. I need more money somehow. What can I do? What can I sell? We're all greedy for money. Because we are suffering from poverty. We want more. But the problem is we don't spend in the right places. We don't spend in obedience to Allah. So we put ourselves in destruction. The way out of destruction is that you spend in obedience to Allah. And part of that is that you spend on Hajj and Umrah. So perform Hajj and Umrah one after the other, for performing them one after the other, removes poverty and sin, cleans you of sin, just as the bellows remove impurity from iron. Like, imagine a hot, hot furnace, where iron is put, and then it's purified completely. This is how sins are removed from you, when you do Hajj and Umrah again and again. The Prophet ﷺ said that Allah the Exalted says, the servant whom I give health in his body, meaning a person is healthy in their body, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept them healthy, and abundance in his wealth. This person is rich, they've got money, enough money. And five years go by without this person visiting the house of Allah, then this person is deprived. Meaning if you are healthy, if you are wealthy, Allah has given you the ability and the money to go to Makkah. There is no reason, no legitimate thing preventing you from going there. And you don't go for five years. You don't go to the house of Allah. You are depriving yourself. You're depriving yourself. In another hadith we learned, the Prophet ﷺ said, take benefit from this house. Meaning as long as the Kaaba is there, use it. Go there, do tawaf, do umrah, do hajj, pray there, take benefit from this house. Because it will be raised twice, meaning it will be brought down. People will break it down. Two times this will happen. And imagine what level of chaos it will be that the Kaaba is destroyed. If the Kaaba is destroyed, is there any way that you could get there? No. A time will come when it will be brought down, meaning it won't be safe enough for you to even go there. And Allah will lift it up the third time. What does this mean? Go there while you can. Visit the Kaaba while you can. The Prophet ﷺ also said, the pilgrim does not lift any foot, nor does he place his hand anywhere. I imagine... You complain, oh, this is Canada, you know, you go all the way, it's going to be so expensive. Imagine the number of steps you're going to take in your huge airports. Every step you take, and any place that you put your hand while waiting, right? Except that Allah records a good deed for him, and removes a sin from him, and raises a rank for him. So, أَتِمُّ الْحَجَّ وَالْعُمْرَةَ لِلَّهِ Complete the Hajj and Umrah for Allah. See, the thing is, 
that many of you are sitting here, you're young, you have dreams, you know. When I make money, I'm going to go there. When I make money, I'm going to go to Australia, I'm going to go to that mountain, I'm going to go to that river, I'm going to go to that resort. And we know that these things do get expensive. You have to spend a lot of money. And sometimes you start saving from a young age. One of your goals in life should be to go to Makkah regularly. And this is something that requires planning. You have to save money for it also. So, أَتِمُّ الْحَجَّ وَالْعُمْرَةَ لِلَّهِ This should be one of your goals in life. To be able to do hajj, to be able to do umrah. Complete it for the sake of Allah. Now, remember the life of the Prophet ﷺ when the Muslims were in Medina. It wasn't easy for them to just get up and go to Mecca and do umrah and hajj. Because the area was such, the Muslims weren't really safe. And in general also, it can happen with a person, they go in order to hajj, right? They leave their house, they're on their way, but then what happens? Flight gets canceled, it gets delayed, there's a storm, there's you know something or the other, they're not able to reach Makkah in time, they're not able to do their hajj. Person leaves, he gets very, very sick. He's not able to complete the hajj. He's not able to complete the umrah. So, what to do in that situation? Because Allah says complete it. So, فَإِنْ أُحْصِرْتُمْ Then if you were constrained. أُحْصِرْتُمْ is from حَصَادْرَ And حَصَرْ is to surround something. إِحْصَارْ is when you are surrounded. Meaning, you are not able to continue. You left your house in order to do hajj. And now you're not able to continue. Then what do you have to do? When you go for hajj, what do you wear? At least the men, what do they wear? Ihram. And the state of ihram is such that, you know, once you make the intention, once you begin your journey, then until you're done your umrah, until you're done your hajj, you cannot do certain things. What are some things that you cannot do? No hunting. What else? Yes, you cannot cut your nails, your hair. Men cannot wear stitched clothing. Okay? Now, if a person leaves their house, gets to the airport midway, on flight, they're told, okay, we're going to pass the miqat. So this person puts on the ihram. Right, you've seen that? Maybe you've heard that? So this person puts on the ihram, then what happens? He gets very sick, he's not able to continue. So now what? Hajj days are gone, he's not able to do hajj. Now he says, okay, next year I'll do hajj. Is he going to keep his ihram on until next year? No. He has to get out of the state of ihram, right? So then, فَمَسْتَيْسَرَ مِنَ الْهَدِي then a person has to offer a sacrificial animal. Hadi is a sacrificial animal that is taken to the haram in order to be slaughtered. So once that animal is slaughtered, then a person is out of ihram. Istaisara is from Yasin Ra, Yusur is ease. Istaisara meaning it's easily available. Person can afford it, he can find it in time. So okay, the animal will be slaughtered and then he is out of the state of ihram. Wala sakum. Do not shave your heads. This is of course for the men. Tahliqu is from halam qaf. Halaq is to shave the head. Because this is done at the end of hajj. Ru'us is the plural of ra's. So don't shave your head. Hatta yablugh al-hadiyu mahilla. Until the hadi, the animal, reaches its place of slaughter. And what's that place of slaughter? Makkah. So for example, the person is on you know, their flight. They've put on their ihram and they get very sick. Let's say, may Allah protect, if a person gets a heart attack. And they know that they cannot go for hajj now. 
they get down from the plane and they're taken straight to the hospital for a surgery. They can't do Hajj. So then, they have to get out of the state of Ihram. So they have to purchase an animal. That animal will be sent to the Haram to be slaughtered. Once it is slaughtered, then they come out of the state of Ihram. فَمَنْ كَانَ مِنْكُمْ مَرِيضًا But if one of you is sick, أَوْ بِهِ أَذًا مِنْ رَأْسِهِ Or he has some other in his head. Ada is a painful condition. So there's something in his head that's causing him so much pain that basically the man, his hair has to be shaved off. Okay? This is another issue that can come up. Because in ihram, a man cannot cut his hair. Correct? But what if a person is sick, and let's say there's some surgery, and for the surgery, the hair has to be cut? Possible. Or there's something specific, you know, like a wound on his head, and so to do the stitches even, the hair has to be cut. Now what? Fafidiyatun. Then that person will give a fidya. Fidya is what? A ransom. We have learned about that earlier. What is that ransom he has to? Min siyamin. Fasting. Either he's going to fast. Aw sadaqatin. Or he can give charity. Aw nusuk. Or he can offer a sacrificial animal. Three options. Choose anyone. Whatever is easy. See how easy Allah's law is. There's always a way out. There's always an allowance. Now, this ayah, one of the companions, Ka'ab bin Ujra, he said that this ayah was revealed specifically about me and generally for the rest of you. He said, I was in the state of Ihram and his head got infected by lice. And the condition got so bad that literally the lice were falling on his face. So, in order to get rid of them, of course, what had to be done immediately was to shave off the hair. So, people brought him to the Prophet wasallam, and he said that, I didn't know that you were in such a terrible condition. Do you have any animal that you can slaughter? So, Ka'ab said, no, I don't have anything. So he said, okay, either fast for three days, so you can write this down, fasting is for how many days? Three days. Or feed six needy people. You see here, sadaqa. Sadaqa is how much? Six miskeen. And he said, and shave your head. So three options are given for the person who must cut his hair because of some condition during ihram. Okay? فَإِذَا أَمِنْتُمْ Now, when you are safe, you're secure, there is nothing preventing you, you left your house to do hajj, and everything's going smoothly, and you go, and you know, there's no problem at all, then what are you supposed to do? Then, فَمَنْ تَمَتَّعَ بِالْعُمْرَةِ then the person who is taking advantage of the Umrah, إِلَى hajj until the Hajj, okay, meaning he is doing Hajj tamattur. this is a certain kind of Hajj, then فَمَسْتَيْسَرَ مِنَ الْهَدِي Then whatever is easily available of sacrificial animal. What does this mean? This means that a person who is doing Hajj tamattur. I want you to write this down. The person who is doing Hajj tamattur must offer sacrifice. He must offer sacrifice. You see, there's three ways of doing hajj. One way of doing hajj is that you do only hajj. Another way of doing hajj is that you do umrah and hajj together in one ihram. You understand? So a person says, okay, I'm going all the way, so I might as well do umrah and hajj. You understand? But then another way is that you go there a little early, you do umrah, then you come out of ihram, and then you put another ihram for hajj. 
That's the easiest, right? Most comfortable. You go a little early, you do Umrah, you spend a few days, pray in the Kaaba, in the Haram, and then when the time of Hajj comes, you do Hajj. Easy. This is what Tamatta is referring to, that he enjoys, he takes advantage. So because he's got this ease, what does he have to do? He has to offer sacrificial animal. But what if a person cannot afford it? Well, فَمَنْ لَمْ يَجِدْ Whoever cannot find any animal, cannot afford it, فَصِيَامُ ثَلَاثَةِ أَيَّامٍ Then he can fast three days. When? فِي الْحَجْ During Hajj. Meaning in that trip, he has to fast three days. وَالسَّبَعَةٍ And then seven fasts. When? إِذَا رَجَعْتُمْ When you return. Meaning when you go back home, then seven fasts. This is how many? تِلْكَ عَشَرَةٌ كَامِلَةٌ Ten complete fasts. This is for who? A person who cannot offer sacrificial animal, he will have to do three fasts at hajj and seven at home. But is this for every haji? No. This is ذَلِكَ for the person who لِمَنْ لَمْ يَكُنْ أَهْلُهُ For the person whose family is not حَاضِرِ الْمَسْجِدِ الْحَرَامِ Residents of Masjid al-Haram. Meaning he is not a resident of Makkah. He's an outsider. He will have to do this type of hajj. Okay? Remember that in hajj there are many rituals, right? Of the rituals is that you have to slaughter an animal also. Inshallah we'll do the detail in the next lesson. But here what we learn is that the person who is doing hajj tamattur has to offer a sacrificial animal. And if he's not able to, then he's going to keep ten fasts. Three at hajj and seven at home. And if a person is a resident of Makkah, he will be doing a completely different hajj. So this doesn't apply to him. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ Look at the way the ayah ends. Fear Allah, وَعْلَمُوا I'm not done yet. وَعْلَمُوا أَنَّ اللَّهَ شَدِيدُ الْعِقَابِ And you should know that Allah is severe in retribution, in punishment. You see in the previous ayat, we learned about revenge. Right? Those who offend us and harm us, there is revenge. What do we learn in this verse? Such a detailed law of hajj. Allah has also given you rules. And Allah deserves that you follow them properly. And if you don't, you violate rule after rule. Don't say Allah is ghafoor rahim You understand? This is what typically we say, right? When it comes to the commands that Allah has given us, we say, it's okay, it's okay. Allah is forgiving. Here, what does Allah say? He is shadidul iqab, severe in retribution. Allah has given us these rules, not so that we ignore them, but so that we, we follow them. Inshallah, we'll conclude over here. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. يَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ الْأَهِلَّةِ قُلْ هِيَ مَوَاقِيتُ لِلنَّاسِ وَالْحَجِّ وَلَيْسَ الْبِرُّ بِأَن تَأْتُوا الْبُيُوتَ مِن ظُهُورِهَا وَلَكِنَّ الْبِرَّ مَنِ اتَّقَى وَأْتُوا الْبُيُوتَ مِنْ أَبْوَابِهَا وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ وَقَاتِلُوا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ الَّذِينَ يُقَاتِلُونَكُمْ وَلَا تَعْتَدُوا إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُحِبُّ الْمُعْتَدِينَ وَقُتُلُوهُمْ حَيْثُ ثَقِفْتُمُوهُمْ وَأَخْرِجُوهُمْ مِنْ حَيْثُ أَخْرَجُوكُمْ وَالْفِتْنَةُ أَشَدُّ مِنَ الْقَتْلِ 